Welcome back to the Enemy Summit Newscast. It's your favorite host of the most. I'm the bomb. And we got a decent sized news episode for you today, Newscast. It is April 16th, 2021. Man. I feel like just like last week it was March. I'm tripping, man. As you get older, you start like losing your sense of time. Well, not like, not like that, but just like day by day. Like, it depends on what you got going on. If you got something important coming up, coming up, then you kind of, like, know. But if your days are just kind of, like, you know, going as normal, you kind of, like, you know. There were times today where I thought it was Thursday. I was tripping. I was tripping today, y'all. But yeah, no, we got a decent-sized newscast for you. And, um, we're gonna start with the non-anime news, and then we'll get into the anime news. Take a break in between. You know how we do it on here. Uh, let's start with the nine. I got a lot of game news, okay, and then I got some movie news after that, and then we'll we'll skip, scop, tip top, pip hop, and get on with it. Square Enix denies recent potential buyout rumors. There was there was a lot of rumors going around saying that like somebody was like, or uh, there was a bunch of people bidding to buy out Square Enix. They came out and were like, nah. So, for anyone who was worried about that, you're good. We um, recently had, like, a Resident Evil showcase. So, I have a bunch of Resident Evil news here for you. Um, the new Resident Evil TV series trailer revealed for Infinite Darkness, which is a Netflix uh, CG animated uh, show. Um, it's got Liam Kennedy and Claire Redfield. Um and uh, they go back to Raccoon City. Looks really cool. I'm excited for that. We've been talking about that for a couple weeks now. So, New Resident Evil Village gameplay trailer teases betrayal, new creatures, and more. Yeah, we got a new trailer for Resident Evil Village. And got to see more Lady Dimitrescu. And mm, Vampire Mommy. That's all you need to know. Resident Evil 4 VR announced for the Oculus Quest 2. Resident Evil 4, man, a lot of people love it. I love it. It's the first Resident Evil game that I actually beat on my own. Um, I was a little bit younger when the the first three came out, so I never really played them. And plus, I don't think we had like a PlayStation at the time, but um, or any other platform it was on. We didn't have a console at the time, but like we had a GameCube and we got it for Resident Evil Four for the GameCube after watching uh, my cousin Mario actually play it on the GameCube at at his house and it was really cool and you know i think it was definitely catered more to people who are who like action rpgs a little bit more you know or action style third person adventure games more because like it was less scary it definitely like resident evil 1 and 2 are definitely way more scary and um mystery oriented where this one was kind of it was pretty linear for the most part i mean and I don't know, it was, it kind of catered to a wider audience, and I think that's why I, I liked it so much. Obviously, a lot of people like this one for that reason, so... But yeah, I can basically what I'm saying is I can see why they would make Resident Evil 4 
um, into a VR version, which is really exciting because that game is requires a lot of like you paying attention to details as you're walking through places and stuff. So, I mean, what Resident Evil game doesn't? But still, a Resident Evil movie reboot onset filming has wrapped, and we're getting a full trailer soon. So that's really exciting. Um, I don't know. We'll see, man. I don't know. I like. I don't know, video game adaptations, well, you know, I think they're starting to go in the right direction. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we got Mortal Kombat coming out soon, and um, I think they did Sonic really well. I think they did Detective Pikachu really well. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to see a trailer for that. Um, Ubisoft Forward event set for day one of E3. So they're having a showcase, and they're going to be part of E3 and they're going to show a bunch of stuff. So we'll see. Um, obviously things got delayed. So like, I'm sure they have a shit ton of stuff to show. So, um, Pokemon go announces new Pokemon snap in game celebration. So that's going to be kind of, kind of cool. Um, for you Pokemon go players out there beginning April 29th, Pokemon Go is adding themed research, avatar items, and Pokemon that appear in new Pokemon Snap in the wild. A new type of research task that features the Pokemon Go snapshot feature will give players a chance to encounter Smeargle. They'll even have a shot at a shiny encounter. While Pokemon who are known to appear in new Pokemon Snap's Lentil region um, will be more common in the Pokemon Go wild. So yeah, there you go. Um, April 29th. Um... Nintendo had an Indie World um, Direct where they showcased a bunch of indie games coming to the system. Uh, we got a new, for to, for the Switch, and we got a new trailer for TMNT Shredder's Revenge by uh, Dotemu Games um, and Tribute Games. So I'm really excited for that, obviously. I'm definitely going to get that on the Switch for sure. Um, we also got Row 96 um aerial knights never yield that looks really cool chris tales um which is on on pc but it's coming to switch um aztec forgotten gods that looks really cool skull the hero slayer is a really cool like side scroll slasher um that looks really fun and a house of the dead remake so that's really sweet so i'm excited for that final fantasy 14 is now available on ps5 in open beta so yeah, they're they're bringing Final Fantasy XIV online to the PS5, so you can play it on the PS5. I know a lot of people. I remember when Final Fantasy XI was big, and a lot of people loved playing it on the 360 online. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I personally myself like if I'm playing an MMORPG like this, I would rather play it on the computer. I think, but there are people out there who like it on the console, so. Okay, this is really cool. Animal Crossing New Horizons soundtrack announced, including a spiffy collector's edition. This is a huge... This collector's edition thing is huge, okay? It's like a huge box. It's got, like, four discs. Um, it's... I don't know, actually, it's got seven. So it's got four discs of the main soundtrack, and then it's got three discs of all of the songs you can get from KK. So... And it comes with artwork. Um, it comes with artwork, like album artwork from like the Total KK albums. So that's super cute. Um, 
disc one is every every hour in fine weather. Disc two is every hour in rainy weather and every hour in snowy weather. And then disc three is all like the the different songs like Information Desk, Blather's Tent, Island Life Orientation. Um, disc four is like uh, all the other stuff when you have like countdowns, when you're doing a tournament contest thing, um, fireworks tournament, Halloween, Carnival, New Year's Day. And a lot of people are probably wondering, like, why why are they waiting to why are they waiting to release it now? Um, honestly, like, they're probably waiting because like it's been a year since the game came out, so they're probably waiting until like they had done everything at least once, you know, for the because I'm sure like they didn't I'm sure like they didn't have certain holiday songs composed when the game right when the game came out. You know what I mean? I'm sure they were composing those for the updates as the updates were coming out. So that's probably, that's most likely why. But like, I'm really excited. I really love the soundtrack. The soundtrack, like, is so calming. It's so good. It's honestly, this is the best Animal Crossing game in the franchise, hands down, obviously. But like, just the soundtrack by itself, I fall asleep, man. I fall, I fall asleep playing the game and I fall asleep just listening to the soundtrack. My favorite soundtrack is Fairweather at 10 a.m., it's my that's my favorite. It's it's so like catchy and jazzy and oh god, goddamn. Um, new PS5 update adds additional 120 hertz support and HDR options. That update is now live. So if you got a PS5, make sure you're checking that out. Uh, Blizzard Arcade Collection. They add two more titles: um, Lost Vikings 2 and RPM Racing. If you've never played any of the Lost Vikings games, man, I man, those games were so fun. We, I played them on the Super Nintendo, and God God forbid I ever beat them. I don't think I ever beat them, but I think my brother did. I, we, we would always rent it from the video store, and my bro, I think my brother beat it one time. But it's basically um, a puzzle platform, like a co-op puzzle platform, so you have to like switch characters back and forth to like do certain things so like Olaf I think it's Olaf who has a shield he can like put it on top of his head and you can jump on top of that and like with another character to get to higher places things like that you know what I mean so like you just switch your characters around to do different things and one Viking also has a sword he's the only one that attacks or well not the only one the other one the other ones attack too but like he does so like straight up, just slices with a sword. So, really fun game, and RPM racing. So that's coming out on all platforms. Uh, we got this new trailer for DLC for Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, and Ryu and Chun Li from Street Fighter are joining the roster as DLC. So, obviously, Ryu's outfit is from the the Power Rangers legacy wars like trailer so power rangers legacy wars was like a a fighting game on the on the apps on the apple app store and google play store and they they came out with like this live action trailer when that came out and they were going to put ryu in it as like a character and they made this like short seven minute film of like tommy the green as as the green ranger and another ranger meeting Chun-Li and Ryu, and they fight Bison, and then Ryu morphs into this, like, um, 
white hawk or red hawk ranger thing where it's like a white and it's like a white outfit it looks like ryu you know what i mean like he's got like a red bandana on his helmet and gold armor it looks really cool in his gloves and then they gave chun li a ranger outfit as well not in the film but in this dlc so that looks really cool um it's literally just ryu and chun li in in (laughs) as power rangers in the power rangers battle for the grid which i'm excited about i mean that's really fucking cool you know like i i love battle for the grid i'm not really good at it but like it's a pretty fun fighting game i think for a fighting game that's like pretty good honestly like for because i mean it's it's got like because it has nothing i think it's made by an american company i don't think it's dubbed by a japanese company um because it's got all the characters in it are like the american characters so like i don't know anyway i don't know what i'm talking about but it's really fucking cool like i love it it's a good fighting game um new nintendo switch light color revealed launching next month um yeah it's like a. it's called the oh i don't know what it's called but it's blue it's 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 like um it's like a little darker than royal blue so it's almost like in between navy and between in between royal and navy blue and it looks really cool it's i like it it i (laughs) i i love mine because i have the sword and shield edition switch but every time they reveal a new color of or a new special edition of whatever portable console i'm always like oh i need portable consoles um speaking of which if anyone's got a psv that they want to part with hit me up i will buy it from you because i need it but yeah, this fucking Nintendo Switch is sick. I like it. Trisha's got the the turquoise one, and she loves it. I think it looks super sick. Like, when she took it out of the box, I was like, damn, that is slick as fuck, dude. That is so slick. I think all the colors are super awesome. I love all the colors. But yeah, dude, that blue one looks really cool. Um, Netflix is making a live-action Gundam movie. <sighs> Oh, Netflix. I'm just going to move on. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> I just don't. I don't want to. I'll, I'll wait until we get more details on it. I just get out of here with that. God. It's funny, too, because people are like, oh, man, this is crazy. And it's like, dude, they've, they've done this before. There was a there was a Canadian movie studio that did a movie called G-Savior, and it was terrible. Um, anyway. Elder Scrolls Online Blackwood preview. Uh, you get companions and you return to Oblivion. So, yeah, that is... When is that happening? When is this happening? When does this come out? It's come out, it comes out soon, right? Uh, oh, June 1st for PC and Stadia and June 8th for Xbox and PlayStation. So, yeah, for those of you who are playing Elder Scrolls Online. Um, so, I got some Marvel movie news. So I'm really excited for Spider-Man No Way Home, which is the third Tom Holland Spider-Man. And we've already confirmed that, like, all of the fucking Peter Parkers are in it and Alfred Molina as Doc Ock is going to be in it. Apparently they're going to use the de-aging CGI on him because, I mean, the last time he played the role, he it was 17 years ago. And I, I when I read that, I was like, no fucking way. No fucking way. But then I like I remember we watched Spider-Man 2 in junior high school like in a science class cuz like Doc Ock, Doc Ock's whole thing in that movie is um trying to sustain cell fusion 
or nuclear fusion. You know, he's trying to sustain nuclear fusion to produce infinite energy. And so, like, the science in the movie is a little janky and exaggerated, and it's not super real, obviously. But, like, when we, we were talking, we watched it in a physical science, a physical science class. And when we were talking about cell fusion and nuclear fusion and stuff like that, we watched that movie just for fun. It was just kind of like a fun, like, weekend thing. And we spent, like, Thursday, not weekend, but we spent Thursday and Friday watching the movie, and it was really cool. And, yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I remember that. I was like, yeah, that was in junior high. So, yeah, that was 17 years ago. And so, yeah, they're going to be using CGI to de-age him. And, I don't know, hopefully it doesn't look too bad. You know, I don't know how long or how much he's in the movie, obviously. Um, um, but Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. I mean, the casting in the Tobey Maguire ones were so good for the most part, minus Eddie Brock as Venom, or or minus uh, Topher Grace as Eddie Brock in Venom. But, like, the rest of it I thought was really good. I thought Aunt May was really good. Uncle Ben in the first one. Um, Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman. Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. And Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. So good. So good. Um... So there's also going to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot movie. Um, I just don't know what to say. Um, but I guess Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are going to be producing it under their Point Grey banner alongside Jeff Weaver. Um, I mean, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, like you, if you've you know what they've done, so I mean, this could be right up their alley, honestly, and. You know, they they grew up watching this stuff, you know, as kids. So I'm sure they can do it justice, and I'm sure they can do it better than the last two movies, which I didn't think were that bad, but they obviously had a lot of weird things about them. Uh, Predator film writers in legal battle with Disney over franchise rights. Jim and John Thomas, the screenwriters behind 1987's Predator and 1990's, 1990's Predator 2, are suing the Walt Disney Company as part of their bid to reclaim the rights to the popular action film franchise. Um, yeah, dude. I Because I think when Disney acquired Fox, right, they got Predator. And the original writers, I think, the original creators are looking to reclaim it. So, <clears throat> honestly, I think Predator is like, they're just going to sit on it. You know what I mean? I don't know if they're going to make another Predator movie. And I think the original screenwriters are looking to expand that universe a little bit more. You know, so we'll see. Um, I do like Predator. It took, let me know if you're Team Alien or Team Predator. I know my cousin Mario would say Team Alien because he's all about xenomorphs and shit. They're also rebooting Home Alone, and it's almost done shooting. Um, yeah, it's a, like a. Apparently, it was supposed to come out on Disney Plus, and then it got delayed because of the pandemic. Um. And Keenan Thompson starring in it. I don't know who he's playing, obviously, but I I don't know. It's really funny. Uh, I, I know, it's, it's, <laughs> Toxic Avenger reboot uh, recruits Jacob Tremblay. So this is a reboot I'm excited about because I love the Toxic Avenger by Troma Films. Um, Peter Dinklage is going to be in the movie as well. Uh, it's a 1984's like, cult horror action movie. Just a r- crazy movie. Uh, Jacob Tremblay, if you don't know who Jacob Tremblay is, he's he was the kid in Room uh, with Brie Larson. 
he was in the predator he was the he was the kid in wonder and he was uh in good boys he was one of the three kids in good boys um but yeah toxic avengers is hilarious it's like it was like a joke you know what i mean and, and it was so terrible but it's such a cult classic you know people love it um and and here's what's really weird Literally the last like four or five news pieces I just talked about were all like reboots of stuff. And it's funny because Trisha the other day was like, man, all these reboots, like I just don't don't even know, you know. And I was like, well, I mean, there was a time. There was a time about about 15 years ago where I had this conversation with. With uh, my cousin Mario and some of our friends and we were like he was saying that he read this interview with like some director i forgot who it was and they were like from here forward from here on out nothing is going to be original anymore because it's either going to be a reboot of something or a remake of something or it's going to be um it's going to be an original thing but it's going to be borrowing some inspiration from some other thing. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't think it's impossible. Um, obviously, but like, okay. Okay. Let's, let's take example of the boys on Amazon, right? Which I haven't seen, but I know it's about superheroes who are assholes. They're, they're actual dicks and they abuse their, their status and their, their symbolism and stuff like that as superheroes. And they pretend to be the good guys and whatever. You could say that that's somewhat reminiscent of, like, the DC stories in which Superman loses his cool and becomes an asshole, you know, and takes over the world. You could say that um, it resembles Watchmen a little bit. Um, you know, who watches the Watchmen? You know what I mean? So, like, it, it, there's a there's a ton of stuff. I mean, there's there's countless and countless and countless amounts of stories out there whether it's an anime a movie a television show a comic a book uh a radio drama whatever the hell right and they in some form or another have borrowed certain themes or skeletons or archetypes from some story before it and it's just that's just how it is and i i think if you can come up with something original and make it stick out then hell yeah, then more power to you. I want to I see that shit. But it's tough. It's tough. Every time I think of, I'm thinking of something original, uh, a, a year later, a movie comes out or a show comes out with that idea. And it's not like, oh, they stole my idea. It's just like we were just thinking the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, it happens. You know, there's a lot of creative people out here. It just, it just happens, you know? Um, that happened to Joel, uh, who guessed it on this podcast. He guessed it on... And he had a key episode where we talked about White Shorts. He was like, he, he had had this story. And then, I won't say the details of the story, but like, and then later a television show came out and was like, boom. And then he was like, dude, that's literally my story. And I'm like, fuck, dude, like, I can't believe it. You know, it's not like anyone stole it. You know, it's not like some guy heard us over talking in a restaurant and then, you know, went to Hollywood and was like, here you go. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that's not what happened, but it's just crazy. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's crazy. Let me know what you think of that. 
Um, but yeah, that's all the non-anime news. Um, let's take a small break right here, and we'll get into the anime news. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Boom, check that out for me, okay? <clears throat> Links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there. Where to follow, join the Discord, where to listen, YouTube, all that good stuff. And patreon.com slash animesummit. Become a patron today. Give a Smokey his wings, okay? And then he'll fly over to your house and make you breakfast. Probably not. But, you know, like, you never know. You know, some things, you know, shit's crazy. You never know. Uh, dude. Um, let's fucking get into the anime here, shall we? Um, da 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 Hold on a second. We already talked about that on the... On the non-anime news. Some of these things I'm like... I'm thinking like, oh, it's anime news or non-anime news. Okay, here we go. Uh, Manga Entertainment rebranding as Funimation in UK and, and Ireland. So Manga Entertainment and Funimation have announced that Manga is officially rebranding as Funimation in the UK and Ireland. According to the announcement from April 19th, the manga website and social media channels in the UK and Ireland will start to evolve. Gradually, Manga Entertainment will merge with Funimation across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and the web. Um, the announcement also says that by May 2021, all the company's anime will be available under one umbrella and cinemas on our streaming service and on home video. So yeah, there you go. I don't know how I feel about that because Funimation is a bunch of poop, but we'll see. Um, Tubi TV. Okay, so if you don't know what Tubi TV is, I feel like I talk about this. Like, every every other newscast I talk about Tubi TV. Man, maybe not every other, but like, I don't know, at least every three times I mention it. Uh, Tubi TV is a free streaming website, okay? It's free legal streaming. There's nothing, it's not like pirating or anything like that. It's literally just Netflix for free. And, of course, the way they get away with it is just like, you know, they license things. They, they cycle more movies at a time. Um, and then there's ads. You know what I mean? So, like, that, that's, that's, how they, that's how it works. So, Tubi TV, they're adding the following movies and anime uh, to their service starting on April 8th. So, this is like a week ago already. Um, Millennium Actress. Liz and the Bluebird. Great movies. Penguin Highway. When the Promised Flower Blooms, Birthday Wonderland, uh, Welcome to the Kitauji High School Concert Band, uh, that Sound Euphonium movie, uh, May the Melody Reach You from Sound Euphonium, um, Sound Euphonium, the movie Our Promise, A Brand New Day, Hakaira-san, Here Comes the Modern, Part 1 and 2, uh, Dantan, Laughing Under the Clouds, Chapter 1, 2, and 3. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton of anime on there. Um the service will also add Sunao Kadabuchi's anime film adaptation of Fumio Kono's In This Corner of the World manga next year. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's a video on demand service. It's it's free. There's 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 other anime on there. You know what I mean? So check it out. Um, Ensemble Stars TV anime. Uh, this is a multimedia project that was like a game, manga and anime and novels, stage musical adaptations. The new anime is coming out in July, so if you like that idol stuff, which I'm not a fan of, but anyway. Final Evangelion film breaks franchise's box office record globally. Globally, y'all. So, uh, yeah. The Final Evangelion film has earned, as of now, 
7.42 billion yen, which is about 67.7 million dollars US dollars. Uh that's that's nuts. They broke they broke the previous films all the previous films records already. So I am excited. Uh Chainsaw Man ranks number 1 in the US monthly book scan March list. Uh yeah, yeah, dude. That's that's fucking awesome. Number 1 on um on US monthly book scan is uh Chainsaw Man volume 1. Um, number two and three are My Hero Volume One and Two. Number four is Demon Slayer Volume One. Attack on Titan Volume One is number five. Yeah, man, people are getting into it, man. People are getting into it. Spy X Family is number twelve. We're reading that in Manga Book Club right now. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is number fifteen. Um, I thought I'd also, you know what? Speaking of which, let me go back and find this. I shared this with uh, my brother earlier. It's crazy. Top ten number of copies sold. Um, I think this is as of March, so it's already kind of old. But number ten is Black Clover. Um, number nine is Makaino Shuyaku Wa Ware Ware Da. Uh, number eight is Jujutsu Kaisen Volume Zero. Number seven is Tokyo Revengers. Number six is Doctor Stone. Number five is uh, Tensei Shitara Slime Data Ken, or when I was reincarnated as a slime. Uh, number four, Attack on Titan. Number three, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba. Uh, number two, My Hero Academia. And number one, Jujutsu Kaisen. That's top ten total number of copies sold. That's, and I think these are, I don't know if these are worldwide. I think this is just Japan. But yeah, like, that's, that's top ten. Kodansha has three of them. And Jump has six of them. And then Akita Shoten has number nine, the ninth spot. I mean, that should show you how well Jump is doing right now. And I just, yeah, I don't, I just, I just love that Chainsaw Man is is number one on the U.S. monthly book scan March list. Um, Netflix streams fourth teaser trailer for the final season of Castlevania. Um, yeah, I guess we're getting the fourth season, and it's the final, the final season, and. Uh, I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. I assume it's going to be 8 to 10, like the last one or whatever. I don't know. I wasn't a fan so much. Season 3 was kind of weird. Season 3 was almost kind of just like, here's what's happening to the characters right now, and that's it, or whatever. I don't know if it's like, you know what I mean? It kind of went on its own thing. Um, but I, I still enjoyed it for what it was, you know? Um, I thought it was pretty cool. But yeah. Um, How a Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom anime. Uh, This comes out in July, so this is summer hype. This is another isekai, I think. Um, Summoned to another world, Kazuyosoma did not begin. After he presents his plan to strengthen the country economically and militarily, the king cedes the throne to him, and now he has to rule the nation. I think I mentioned this last week, so why are we mentioning fucking isekais, man? I'm done with isekais, I swear to God. Uh, Konami's Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush Duel Switch game launches on August 12th. Um, yeah, I, I believe this is a, a, a game adaptation using the Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush, the Rush Duel rules. So, I've never played it before. I don't know, I don't know how well it, you know, it plays or how you play it, honestly. I, I'm a fan of just regular Yu-Gi-Oh! So, um, 
But for those interested in in getting back into Yu-Gi-Oh or getting into Yu-Gi-Oh, I do suggest playing the Rush Duel because it's easier. But yeah, Kageki Shoujo: The Curtain Rises. Uh, this anime is premiering this summer as well, I believe. Um, this is like about a club, I think, and it's like a drama club, like a theater club. Um, Psyche serialized the manga under the Kageki Shoujo. Uh, let's see. Oh, Shuisha. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, yeah, right here. Um, it's about a review. The young women who go to the Arts Academy, Koga Kageki High School, play all the parts of musical theater, be they female or male. Nada the Eye is a jaded former idol performing female roles. Her roommate, playing male roles, is bright-eyed country girl Watanabe Sarasa. From the school to the stage to the rest of their lives, there is no challenges young women can face with their passion for performance. So yeah, it's just about a club and uh, it's like a drama club. Yeah. Or a review club. So that's really cool. AIC Toei agency signed deal to co-own Megazone 23, Tenshi Muyo and other classic anime. Anime production company AIC announced on Friday that it has concluded an agreement to transfer partial ownership of some of its existing copyrights to Toei agency with the two companies now sharing joint ownership. The intellectual properties that the two companies now share include the Megazone 23 franchise, Hades Project Zeromer, Dangayo, and the Bubblegum Crisis franchise, and the Golf Wars franchise, and the Tenshi Muyo franchise. So we'll see what that means. Hopefully we get, you know, physical remasters of, of some of these. I would love to see Golf Wars and uh, Bubblegum Crisis and uh, Dangayo again. Um, I'm a fan of Dangayo. Uh hyper combat unit i i honestly totally forgot about it until i read this just now but it's really cool this big fucking robot with these cute girls piloting uh and shit it's fucking dope science manga survival educational book its second anime film about the deep sea there was um another one the one before this was survive inside the human body so these are like educational kids anime um films where they talk about uh yeah science and shit you know the first one is like biology and this one is marine biology or deep sea biology so yeah really cool uh subaraya productions premieres new ultraman trigger tv series in july i'm gonna be real with y'all i really want to get back into sentai stuff and tokusatsu stuff oh man i so bad really want to i don't know maybe i should do like a whole like aoq series on on some of this stuff. I really want to watch Ultraman Trigger. And I really want to watch... I, I remember Ultraman Tiga. We got that in America. But the way we got that one in America was... We just got the Japanese show and they dubbed it. So, like, we didn't get... We didn't we didn't give it the Power Rangers treatment where... We replaced all the live action scenes with... Um, you know... English actors and stuff. Which is not a bad thing. Because obviously we have our own characters and stuff. And we have Tommy and all that. Whatever. But, like, I remember Ultraman Tiga coming to Fox Kids, and it would come on before, like, Digimon or after Digimon or something, and we just got it dubbed, which was really cool. And that was, like, the first Ultraman that was, like, two colors at once. He was, like, he was, like, red and blue, and he had, like, an all-blue form, and it was, and he had an all-red form, which is super cool. Um, yeah, dude. I don't know. I, I want to get back into Ultraman franchise. Like, obviously, there's a lot to catch up on, but, you know, I don't know. Let me know if you think I should. 
Because I really wanted to. And I really want to get back into Sentai stuff, like Power Rangers and shit. But, like, because the last one I watched was, I think, was Megaforce. And because it was on Netflix, I watched it all. And that was, like, that one's, like, super old already, technically. So, I don't know. Um, Oh, we talked about that, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. We talked about that already. Uh, new review, Starlight anime film unveils trailer and visual. Um, there's a new film for review, Starlight, coming out that takes place after the series. So, if you were a fan of review, Starlight, there you go. Um, it doesn't say a plot here, so... My Dress Up Darling Cosplay TV Anime Revealed. This looks super adorable. It's based on a manga by Shinichi Fukuda. Uh, traumatized by a childhood incident with a friend who took exception to his love of traditional dolls, dollar artesian hopeful, Wakana Gojo passes his days as a loner, finding solace in the home ec room at his high school. To Wakana, people like beautiful... To Wakana, people like beautiful Marin Kitagawa, a trendy girl who's always surrounded by a throng of friends, is practically an alien from another world, but when cheerful Marin, never one to be shy, spots what kind of sewing away one day after school, she barges in with the aim of roping her quiet classmate into her secret hobby, cosplay. So yeah, that looks really, this looks like it could be really cute. I, I'm i excited to see a trailer for this. Um, this was a manga in Square Enix's Young Gangan magazine. Um, I think... Uh the manga is still going. The publishes the manga's sixth volume in November 2020, and will publish the seventh in April 24th. Yeah, so it's still going. So yeah, I mean that could be cute. Sounds cute. Uh, anime. Li- okay, you know what? I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save that for, for later. Actually, no. Fuck it. I'm gonna say it right now. Anime Limited to release Jujutsu Kaisen's anime soundtrack digitally, physically, and vinyl, and CD. I fucking told y'all. I fucking told y'all, European distributor based in Scotland, Anime Limited, announced on Wednesday that it will release the original soundtrack for the Jujutsu Kaisen television anime in North America, Europe, and Oceania in April 20, on April 21st, the same day that it launches in Japan. The company will also release the soundtrack on vinyl and CD in North America, Europe, and Oceania in the fourth quarter of 2021. All 60 tracks will be available to stream, download on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Deezer, iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, and YouTube Music. With the availability, depending on territories, the company will reveal more information at a later date. Um, yeah, dude. I, mm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So let me read that one more time. The company will also release... That it will release the original soundtrack for the Jujutsu Kaisen anime... In North America, Europe, and Oceania on April 21st, the same day that it launches in Japan. The company will also release the soundtrack on physical media, vinyl, and CD in North America, Europe, and Oceania in the fourth quarter of 2021. So yeah, so on April 21st, you can listen to it on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Deezer, iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, and YouTube Music. And then later in the fourth quarter of this, later this year, they will release the vinyl and CD. So yeah told y'all i told y'all that was happening i remember i heard a rumor i heard a fucking rumor and that's where that's it's fucking coming man i love this soundtrack it's so good i fucking love it it's i i love jujutsu kaisen so much god bitch um anyway this next part is not so much news uh because like everyone's already heard of it by now but um how to draw manga artist katie coop uh so there was this book that came out 
and it was published by Scholastic, and it was called How to Draw Manga. This came out when I was literally like 12 years old, okay? I still have my copy, actually. Um, uh, in 2002, Scholastic published a book titled How to Draw Manga, which featured drawing advice from a then 16-year-old artist, Katie Coop. The cover image is shown below. Um, yeah, it was this really short, blue-looking book, and it had this, it had this uh, blue-haired character on the front of it. And God, I gotta find it. I think Trisha knows where it is. But like, I, <laughs> I man, I, I live for this book. I fucking used it so much. It taught me a lot. And the 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 style of of Katie's style obviously is very like American, you know. But like. Um, or at least it was back then. It's way better now. Um, I didn't realize that she was 16 when that book came out. But there was this, there was this hashtag on Twitter going around called, um, "How to Draw Manga Redraw," where people were redrawing the cover of the book of the blue-haired character that she put on the cover, and then she ended up going on Twitter and going, uh, "Don't do it." Don't do it if you're rusty as fuck and everyone is the tag is so good and they'll find you and rip you apart. Oh God. Also me. Yes. But the sheer mean power though. <laughs> and then she ended up doing it and then, uh, she did it pretty well. It was really cool. I, I really like that. She's still around, still doing art. Very funny. So yeah. Hashtag how to draw manga redraw kind of like the sailor moon redraw, except with this cover of this blue haired character. I should definitely, do, I should definitely do it and see if, you know, I don't know. That's really funny. I really love that. I love that. I should do it and post it on Anime Summit Twitter and be like, and tag her and see if she says anything. I Man, I lived by this book. Like, I used this book to, like, I was drawing anime and stuff before that. So I started drawing anime stuff around, like, when I was, like, eight or nine. So this came out when I was, like, in sixth grade in elementary school. So I think then I was, like, 11 or 12. And... Yeah, this book really improved a lot of, like, my skills, I think. And I just loved it. I just, it was cool. Um, Soccer Wars Part 2 manga gets two new volumes after three years. Uh, Kodansha is listing an eighth and ninth volume for Iku Masa's Sakura Tyson Dainabu. Um, look, I didn't even realize that he was still making these. I have the first six volumes. And I didn't know that he finished it with three more volumes in 2008. Because these came out in 2002. And, yeah, I was like, Trisha was, like, walking back by the shelf. And I was like, can you hand me that? I want to make sure this is the same one. And, yeah, it totally is. There was a sequel series called Sakura Tyson Dainabu. And, or Part 2 is what they called it. And, yeah, apparently, I don't know why he works like this. You know, it's like he does, he does, like, six or nine volumes and then waits three, four years, and then does the last couple. I don't know why he does it. I don't know. Maybe he just, you know, obviously everyone's got lives and shit happens. You know, I totally get it. But, yeah. So I, I thought that was really crazy. So now I'm on, like, eBay and shit looking for the other three volumes of the first one so I can complete my set, you know. But, yeah. Um, this was when Tokyo Pop published them, though. So I don't know if, you know, I don't know if it was still Tokyo Pop by 2008. But, anyway. Uh, Kono Healer Mendo Kusai, a fantasy comedy manga, gets TV anime. Um, the Isekai Burnt Out Adventure Comedy centers on two adventures, the hopeless swordsman Arvin and the sarcastic dark elf healer Carla. 
who seems to be more talented with ticking people off than healing. Uh, this actually looks pretty funny. You know, maybe it's going to be kind of a joke on on Isekai's or whatever. So we'll see. But yeah, it does it does look hilarious. Um, if you've never heard of the game Marble Knights by the company Way Forward, uh, Way Forward they do a lot of cool shit. They recently did. Um, River City Girls with Arc System Works. They recently did the reboot of like the Shantae games. Um, they helped worked on Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. They did a game called Marble Knights, and Studio Trigger did the opening animation. So super dope. I love when Studio Trigger does stuff. Um, and the last piece of anime news is Studio Map is having like a showcase, uh, Mappa Stage 2021 10th Anniversary Stage show on June 27th. And they're going to be talking about the next season of Jujutsu Kaisen. They're going to be talking about the final season of Attack on Titan. Um, I think Assault Lily as well. They're also going to be talking about uh, Yasuke, uh, the Netflix show. And they're also going to be showing, revealing staff and a trailer for Chainsaw Man. So that's really exciting. So this summer, look for that. Uh, I'll keep you guys updated on it, obviously, like, when that stuff drops. But, yeah, I'm excited. I just, like, it's funny because, like, they were talking about it today, and Sen was like, I need to know the staff! I want to know the staff! And, I mean, we have no idea what the anime is going to look like, you know? I mean, we've seen Studio Mappa do CG shit before, and they're doing CG shit now, obviously, with Yasuke and Attack on Titan. And... I hope they don't go that route with Chainsaw Man, but because all we have really is just a, a a key visual, you know. So I don't know, but we'll see. But anyway, that's all the the news. That's it for the newscast. Thank you for listening every week. I love you guys so much. I love you. I love you. Love you. Thank you for listening. And let me know if you need me to cover anything in particular, anything you want me to look out for, so I can relay it back to you. You know, I I, I love all your your critique and and feedback as much as possible so please hit me up on the discord if you want me to keep an eye on anything for you okay thank you i love you and that being said this has been the anime summit newscast